presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Scotty Villa here with Paralegal Mike as always. Paralegal Mike, how are you brother? Hello, hello. Uh, doing well, Scotty. <laughs> Getting ready for another jam-packed episode of Pro Wrestling Talk. Yeah. Fun fact, I was at work today and I was wearing my uh, In Your House, WWF In Your House hat. And my mm-hmm. boss is walking out and he's like, do you like wrestling? And he was like kind of down low talking it. I'm like, yeah, man. I love wrestling. I got a podcast about it. They're like, say that loud. Yeah. Be proud. I said, I watch it every day. I have a podcast with my best pal about it. I fucking love wrestling. He's like, I used to watch it with my son quite a bit when he was growing up not too long ago. I'm like, yeah. He's like, it was pretty fun. I don't, I don't watch it anymore. He, that's when he got a little loud. He's like, I don't watch it anymore. I'm like, no, it was fun. Um, I said, did you enjoy it? He's like, yeah, it's a great time. I took my son when they'd come to the brand center and stuff. He's like, there was a. A big show and i'm like you could be talking about wrestlemania it's wrestlemania season right now he's like yeah about five or six or seven years back in uh dallas texas where the cowboys play i'm like oh you're talking about wrestlemania 32 yeah i was there and he's like blown away i was like i was there with my best pal and he was like yep we, we, 100... we've been to wrestlemania yeah he's like there's a hundred thousand people and i said no there's a hundred and two thousand people there and it was a great show it was a lot of fun and, i mean uh... allegedly, <laughs> allegedly <yeah. laughs> but <laughs> Uh, I, I had said, I said, yeah, man, I'm a big fan. I love it. I, I, it's one of my favorite things. And I said, I, you know, I've actually got co- time off coming up in a couple of weeks here because I'm going to uh, to Winnipeg to watch a show of a different company called AEW. He's like, oh, I know, I know. He's like, you're, you're going to that show? And he got quiet again. And I was like, yeah, I'm going. They got the TV show in Winnipeg. So uh, me and my buddy and my wife are going. And it's going to be a great time. He's like, that's, that's really great. Great. And then he just disappeared as like every other closet fan. Like, I got to go. I've been talking about this too much. So I think he's a yeah, closet fan. He's like for people sure. heard. <laughs> yeah. Don't, you know what? I thought we were like way past that era of having closeted wrestling fans. Uh, 
I, I think people are open about loving anime and video mm-hmm. games. Wrestling is in that that category to me. The the closet fans are still out there. They they really are, and it's you know that if that's the way they want to enjoy their their wrestling, so be it. But when uh, you want to talk about it, come find me. I'll love to talk about it with you. I won't expose you. I won't try to embarrass you. It's fine. I'll expose you. I'll let the whole office know. <laughs> oh, Mike, we got a. Did uh, you hear? Bill loves pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> what a verge! The, the the shitty thing is, Mike. I've told you this before off air, but there's a guy at my work that loves New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's got the hat, he's got the toque, he's got the shirt and all that stuff. Yeah. And the one day we, I walked by, I said, dude, that's a great hat. And he looked up and he looked at me, he put his head down. The dude won't come anywhere near me anymore. We're in a New Japan hat. So I think... What? He, he If he sees me, he makes a completely different direction to go to get to where he's going. He always diverts. And I'm like, all right, man. I'll talk New Japan with you. You obviously like, more diehard. I, I, was, I was waiting to say you're like I'm one of you. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, just there's another one in the office, it, right? But yeah, wants nothing to do with me. Yeah, those, which is fine. Those, those New Japan only fans are fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? <laughs> but it's that thing of like, okay, he's he he likes New Japan. He's trying to support the company or his fandom by wearing uh, a company logo that maybe a lot of people don't know. But then when somebody says, "Hey, I like that." He's back. He needs to go back in the closet. He doesn't want to talk about it publicly. Maybe like a gatekeeper. Yeah, could be. Could be. Either way, he sucks. Which I hate. Wrestling's for everyone. There's something for everyone. Oh, dude, there's this Twitter account. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, we didn't talk about New Japan enough. No, there's a there's a Twitter account uh, wrestling one that tweets out just a lot of like on this day or historic stuff. And I love this the content that he he posts and talks about and gives a lot of great backstory. But the second anybody like brings something up or has a different opinion on it, it's because he thinks he knows better and he's more of a historian. You're not allowed to be a fan because you're not as big of a fan as he is. And I fucking hate people like oh, that. that that's I I'm not for that either. Like I mean, you gotta you gotta make it welcoming. Like I mean, yeah. you and I like to go to um, local shows in the city as well. Mm-hmm. And um, the idea, it's it's wrestling for everyone. Yeah. Like, this is, it's okay for, I get you want to have stores, like, don't ruin this, like, this is my thing. Come on, man. Like, there's kids who want to go and enjoy wrestling. It's, dude, when we, when cool. we go to the, yeah, when we go to the Canadian Wrestling Elite Company, and they have their shows at uh, a venue that sells booze. Uh, a lot of your friends that don't watch wrestling, maybe only watch it in the Attitude Era, will come for the good time. And they have a. Blast. <laughs> I was going to say too. I'm like, clearly, a lot of a lot of my friends love drinking. <laughs> I didn't say all of them, but there's there's a nice little handful that I, I love that they come. They have a great time. They get into it more than like the quote unquote diehard fans who just sit on their hands and don't cheer, don't clap, don't do anything. Uh, so I, I mean, Scott, as you know, I was once told I could give a better reaction to some of the the upstarts by in a the wrestler a wrestling scene. Yeah, buy a wrestler, which I say you get the reaction you get, man. Yeah. Just be better. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Exactly. And you can't tell me bad. who I'm gonna like. Oh man, that that's still really I mean, you you ass. obviously know I, I don't feel bad. But yeah. besides the local pro wrestling scene, mm-hmm. our, our biggest takeaway from this gang is wrestling's fun. Don't be embarrassed. Man. Just have fun with it. Excellent throw that up. It's what got our... me back into it because of how fun it was. Yeah. It really, really is fun, dude. Really, really fun. Um, Big shout out to my man, Scotty Villa, for bringing me back into the world of pro wrestling. And now look at me. <laughs> a certified mark. 
<laughs> <laughs> and one half of but the Scott, best wrestling podcast. It's an exciting week. Oh, I know he wanted to pump our tires more, but it's an exciting weekend for pro wrestling fans. It really is. We've uh, we've let's be honest. We've come off two very hot WWE pay per views, uh, the Royal Rumble and Elimination and Chamber, and they've been a lot of fun to watch. Storyline of the year, right? Exactly. So uh, now we're getting into one of AEW's pay per views, and they only do four, maybe five a year now. Uh, so they're considered big. They're big four, four and a half hour long shows. And we're we're walking into AEW Revolution this coming weekend. And Mike, let's start it off with this. How are you feeling walking into this pay-per-view this weekend? How are you feeling with the buildup, the storylines, the big matches? Are you pumped? Are you psyched? Or are you just, meh, how are you feeling? I much Much like Elimination Chamber, I'm very excited for the main event on this card. 60 minute Iron Man match. It is it, it's it's one of those those matches that has sold me on a whole pay-per-view. Wow, nice. I like it. Again, also, um Brian Danielson, hell of a technician. MJF, the hottest heel in the game. Actually, you know what? May may have to take that back with Roman Reigns. But MJF is obviously my pro wrestler of 2022, my mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Um, and I very excited because he's been you know he worked on television it shows that this guy is capable of doing some stuff we didn't think he could do so going up against the technician brian danielson and the build i think has been really excellent i think danielson um for those who watch weekly AEW, cut a hell of a promo last night i think the one thing that's really helped this feud which maybe shouldn't be a surprise or just you know whatever but mjf's on tv every week he, he is the world champion, so that makes me happy that he's on TV every week. But that's not something that we've seen from MJF over the since the debut of AEW, since his debut. He's more of a special attraction kind of guy. Uh, it's a lot more of backstage vignettes or anything like that, or we just don't see him for a couple weeks. But uh, MJF is on TV every week, cutting promos, coming out to the live crowd. And I think that has helped uh, this program going into this one-hour Ironman match quite a bit. I think they sell it well too with the has to contractually obligated to show up. Like I, I think I that stuff that. still helps the MJF character. But you're right, he was an attraction. I think they should have kept him away a little, little bit. Makes MJF MJF. I like that he's working on TV. Yeah, like that Takashita match. I think was proof that like this guy should wrestle a little bit more on television. But I like when your champion gets to stay away. Make them a special attraction. Um, I, I'm more of a believer in that when it comes to guys that have earned it. I think Brock has earned it. Uh, I think Roman has earned it. Plus I think it just helps with his overall health. You're talking, Um, you're talking about a company where there's way more television type tour. True. We're talking about, it's, it's almost like, I hate to say it to AW fans because it's a real promotion, but it's like the pro indie show. Yeah. It is. It's an in, it's an indie show in any company with a shit ton of money. And they just haven't gotten over that hump in a lot it, of people's eyes, including mine. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. And I think it comes down to storytelling. But also, there's good arguments about that. Um, they're a pro wrestling show. And this is where I have to keep going back to. Um, the matches are what AEW focuses on. It's not the builds. It's not that long-term storytelling. It's what happens in the ring. And WWE is a sports entertainment show and always has been. People don't need the match for the payoff in WWE. You can do it within the promo or within 
just a vignette. AEW does things for the match. Tell mm-hmm. like if you disagree, you can tell me. But I I feel like wrestling is foremost the most important part of AEW television. You, you know, I never really thought about it like that in that way until you were just explaining it there. And yeah, I'll be honest. I, I'm I'm coming into this show uh, very excited for the pay-per-view. Cannot wait to watch it. But I do have some issues with some of the builds to these matches. And let's hear so, it. You know what? Let's get into it. Okay. I'm just going to get into the first one, which has bugged me because it's very short term building. Uh, they've done a fine job with the two or three weeks that they've done it. Uh, it's the trios championship match, the elite versus the house of black. Uh, we've okay. I, um, I'm with you on this. This one I can, I can stand by. Perfect. Uh, so I, I like the fact that we're getting this trios match. I like the fact that in the last couple of weeks, they've done, you know, the appearances of the house of black on dynamite this past week here. Um, they, we, we got the mini entrance. We got an entrance from the elite, but before they could even get off the stage, the, the screen goes black. House of Black is there. Screen goes black again. The elites on their ass and the House of Black take their titles. And you're just kind of left with that. So I like that. But I kind of think I would have liked that about. Well, one of them missed the memo to hold that title up high. (laughs) Yeah, right. I I would have liked to have seen that a month ago, maybe six weeks ago to start this feud kind of thing. And I'm this, this isn't me jumping the gun and saying once this match happens, the feud is over. They very well could go on and do another two-month-long program, which I would love. Because I'd like to see, you know, a regular tag team match with these guys or singles matches between all six guys. I think that would be fun and great. And it gets more of the elite on TV. It gets more of the House of Black on TV and in the ring that's not on fucking Rampage at who knows God what time or what streaming service. I think that's needed. Yes, we're going to get a great show or a great match. And the, I think the fact that it's just the elite versus the host of black does sell itself. I'm not going to deny that, but there's some story there would have been nice. And I am, I'll stop you right yeah, there. Cause I ahead. think this is coming off of um, really great wrestling shows with long-term story build. So we're holding the expectations higher. AEW's really never been great at this. I've come to terms with this. They just set up matches that'll be entertaining to no different than like, I mean, UFC's turnaround on stuff. Now the builds aren't as long, but you're, Mm -hmm. you're buying into the fight and it's a great group of guys to want to see fight. It doesn't matter why they're fighting. I'm happy. Both these teams are involved and going in. I really hope this is the push that if you want the change, because like the promos and the vignettes, they are cutting are there's issues with these guys and Mm -hmm. we're here to fix that. And I've always loved the House of Black. And I think this is needed for a very long time. I agree. Is uh, to get over a team like the Elite. Yeah, man. Like the one thing I like is that it's for the titles. The House of Black took possession of the titles to be like, these belong with us. These should be within the House of Black. I like that part. I love making titles look important and feel important. I want House of Black to win this match. I'm not gonna lie, Mike. I, yes, I'm with I, you. I, I want I'm, them to win. Yeah, I love the fact that the elite are back and on TV. I think they need to be on TV more. I think they need to be on Dynamite more. But I don't necessarily really. I'm I'm not a trios guy. I'm just not. I've never had been. I never will be. I know you're not. I know I, you're not. I enjoy the matches. Yes, they're fun and great, and their car crashes and all this fun stuff. But I, 
rarely ever get like a real story. And I feel like with the elite and the house of black, you've legitimately got two trios teams that are known to be together and friends and a group for a very long time. And now we're getting a very short story so far. Uh, But I want the house of black to win and just wage war on any team that's out there. And I don't just want them to get these belts and then just fade away and not be on my TV for another month, which kind of seems like it's happening with a lot of champions in AEW. But I think the House of Black need to take this. I think the House of Black need to be used more. They're going to be my pick. I I honestly think they're going to switch the belts to them. I think it's time for Kenny and the Bucks to kind of get back to elite storytelling with that group. Maybe mixing the hangman there. And let's get back to some real main events from that that group of guys. That's just my pick. Uh, I I like the pick and I want it to be um, House of Black, but it kind of hurts my future booking of um, these over and FTR and Punk come out and fuck them up. Yeah, that is true. Mike, I've been thinking lately too, bud. I think FTR is coming back to AEW. I know all the signs are pointing yes, to leaving. Yes. But I think it's just I've a, been saying this. <laughs> I know you have. And I'm buying in now, pal. I think it's all a giant swerve and those three guys are coming back. And yeah, maybe we'll get, you know, FT Punk versus the Elite in like a real hot, you know, half work, half shoot. You never know. Or again, you can always have it if you're gonna make a new stable. Which I mean, hey, let's get real. AW loves the stable, love them. <laughs> they just love they love creating that. <laughs> um, with all the the best in the world talk in the Danielson MJF situation, um, it could be a great time for Punk to pop his head up there. Yeah, and that's FTR could really run that tag team division, which they should. They should. Just from you know, Dirty's th- reporting throughout their tenure there. It hasn't been great for FTR. It just didn't work. And it's clear. I mean, it's clear. Which to is see. wild because they're, they're clearly the matches they were in. They were just like, you're over. FTR is over. They Fan are. favorites. Um, I, I don't see them. Well, besides the backstage drama, get over the internet. Fuck off already. <laughs> Let the man speak his mind. Yeah. But I, I just, I think, like I said, I think Punk is coming back. Yeah, I, I, I just. And I think if that happens, that means FTR is going to come there too and, and stay working there. I agree. I just don't think there's anywhere else that CM Punk would go uh, to work under contract. I don't think he's going back to the Fed. Um, I don't think he would sign a contract with New Japan. I think he would maybe sign like a three-fight deal or something like that. But just from kind of what you expect from a guy like CM Punk, he if he's going to do that, he's going to want to be there to build the story towards that match. I just can't see him doing that in New Japan unless say he's doing it on the American shows. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him back. I think enough time has gone by where, you know, let's make some money again. Let's, let's get to work. And if you're just passionate about it, let's let's shake hands and go about our business. But I think I think, yeah, I think wounds like have healed. But if not, like that's great for potential storyline. You don't have to like all your coworkers. Exactly. We've said this since the beginning of this punk stuff was happening. You don't have to. Is it nice if you do? Absolutely. Sure. But uh, I just, I'm with you. I think House of Black should get these titles and we should get this faction really moving. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's and time. give if them some not... light and put them in some import. Yeah, dude. If you're not doing it now, the writing's on the wall. You're just joining Miro and catering. You're not doing anything with these guys, which is the last thing I want. <laughs> By the way, where the fuck is Miro? Um, let's move on here, buddy. Uh, a match that was announced last night uh, on Dynamite that I'm excited to see. It was one that had to get put on hold because of an injury. It's uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Christian Cage. It's a no holds barred match, which. I hate that title. It sounds good. It's old school, but tell me what holds are really, truly barred in wrestling. But it's no holds barred match. Uh, I loved Christian Cage's promo on Dynamite this past week. I like the fact that the crowd was chanting, shut the fuck up, and he didn't even acknowledge it. Didn't do the pause that 100% of the wrestlers do, especially this day and age in wrestling, which is fine. I don't hate it, but he didn't even listen, didn't acknowledge it. He got his words out loved 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 what christian had to say then we go into a video package that cuts christian off of jungle boy jack perry digging a grave and it's got a tombstone that says christian cage on it i was okay with the package mike i just thought it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere i thought that the rookie status of aw kind of showed there a little bit when it comes to production on how to transition from being in the ring with christian cage to a video package that to me was just something that just eh, didn't click with me didn't hit perfectly or well enough for me again this is the that wrestling conversation like, yeah. yes they're learning this is growing pains about aw wwe is a well-oiled machine when it comes to that i just I, I this i think yeah there's weakness in the show and it's just i think it's growing pains i i think mike what they could have done in my opinion and i don't always subscribe to this by the way I think they could have had some teasers on, you know, Jungle Boy's Twitter or Instagram feed, you know, walking out to a, a, a field or whatever, right? Don't necessarily give the whole thing away with these teasers, but like, well, what the fuck is going on here with Jungle Boy? And then it leads into that. And I thought that might have helped a little bit. It, it was weird that. Christian's talking and then the arena just goes black because AEW, when they first started, anytime they did that, we saw a new superstar. We saw a new wrestler come debut. So the crowd still pops for that, in my opinion. But then it goes to a a, a video on the big screen of Jungle Boy digging a grave. And you're just like, okay, well, this is sports entertainment now kind of thing. Let's be honest. It's sports entertainment now. And I'm I'm fine with that. That that, that is. You're you're right. You're right. it, It helps the story, but We've gone from Jungle Boy jumping Christian to Christian getting the better of Jungle Boy after getting jumped to I'm going to bury you alive. So <laughs> it was it was a bit of a leap for me. I think that we needed another week to kind of tie things together to get to that point. And that's just, you know, my shitty wannabe wrestler opinion. But that's just how I felt. I'm still I think it'll be a good match. Christian Cage is such a great worker. I like the fact that he's back. He's doing great things. Jungle Boy, I think, is a fantastic worker as well. I enjoy his matches quite a bit. I, I'm i curious to see where he goes after this, and I'm glad that they've come back to Can wrap we, up the storyline. Lose, lose Jungle Boy. Just be Jack Perry. I think they're getting there, dude. I really, really do think it's, it, I think this Christian storyline is the time where it's, it's going to get finalized. Yeah, I think at some point during the match this weekend, he, he needs to say, I'm not Jungle Boy. I'm Jack fucking Perry. And there yeah. you go. Just and then Christian will look and go, you're a man now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, your thoughts on the match? Are you excited for it? Do you think it'll be 
just a whatever match. It's a very big card again, but what do you think? I, I, I hate it because like Christian is obviously like the later part of his career. Mm-hmm. Jack Perry is very young and has a lot in the tank. But um, I think it's good for these um younger AW style wrestlers to slow down a bit. Yeah, that's like, the one you get a better storytelling it, because of a Christian. So, yeah, I'm excited. Like I'm expecting it to maybe be like a, a C plus B minus type of man at best. But if the story's there, in which it has been, this was a long-term story because of injury. Like, God damn, we've really been milking this. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we get the return of Luchasaurus during this match? And will he, if he does come back, is he Luchasaurus has got to let go. Let go Luchasaurus. Get him out of AEW. Get, get this guy to go work in Japan and figure himself out properly. Do you know the reason why he hasn't been around for a while? What What is it? So... From what I read on uh, some dirties a little while ago, I guess the creator of the mask had, when he created these masks, had said, you know, these are your masks, this, this, and this. But I apparently, if you end up on TV, I want to cut. Otherwise, you can't use my designs. And they ignored that. And not only was he on TV, they made merchandise and possibly in the video game as well. And now this designer of this mask is suing AEW, the guy that plays Luchasaurus, and so on. So that's why he apparently he's been off TV just dealing with the legalities. And then once things get cleared up, they'll go on with whatever they need to do with the guys. So that's what I uh, heard on the old dirties. What a fucking nightmare. Right. And that that's actually <laughs> nightmare. Now that I, now that, as soon as you said that, I was like, man, they made mention of that, too. I don't know if it was Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp, but they said behind the scenes, this is a legal nightmare. Because of so much merchandise being made and being on TV for however many times he's appeared, this person wants to be paid for those appearances as well for the, that mask and everything. So yeah, it's bad news bears. Terrible. Agreed. Absolutely Speaking of terrible. terrible, follow me on Instagram. That's going to be wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. And I'm very excited about this match. I obviously love Chris Jericho. I think Ricky Starks is a star. I think he's fantastic on the mic and in the ring. I'm I'm looking forward to this match quite a bit. The one thing I don't get is, I don't know if you've seen it online or not, but there is this weird negativity about Chris Jericho getting in a feud or a program with some young rising star who happens to be hot at the time. So Jericho latches onto them. And then after the feud is over, Jericho moves on and then nothing happens with that superstar that was in the match or the program with Jericho. You know, we had Orange Cassidy. They had their feud. In my opinion, Orange Cassidy was made into a fucking star and is the star he is because of that early feud with Jericho. Not to say he wouldn't have got it if he was someone else, but he was with Jericho. Worked out great. It's not Jericho's fault that he was cooled off and so on and so on. So there's, there's that narrative out there by the you know, vocal minority that I just don't like. But do you have any thoughts on that, pal? Or do you buy into that at all? Um, I I hear what you're saying. I think you get put with Chris Jericho because they're trying to elevate you. I don't think it's anything backstage politics, but what you do with the ball after is important. I think they're keeping Ricky Starks close to Chris Jericho because if Ricky Starks contract comes up, he's got the bit ever over at the Fed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. They're going to continue to keep Ricky Starks relevant. 
or they'll try. They're mm-hmm. they're gonna keep pushing him on TV regardless of if the fan like reaction is there or not. My thing is, Mike, is with that narrative, and we'll get back to the match in a second. With that narrative, why is it Chris Jericho's fault that creative, who is Tony Khan, doesn't come up with these guys a storyline for these guys to keep that momentum going? And that's where I'm just like it doesn't connect it, with me. To like Ricky Starks isn't in the creative meetings and doesn't have final say on what he does on TV. No wrestler does. That's all up. Tony Khan's the final say, and that's it. So I don't understand why the hate's on Jericho about it. I just find that wild. You you know how the internet wrestling community works, Scott. Yeah, they're regardless, like they're gonna latch on because because TK is loved. He's he's our hero, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I like Jericho is just always the easy out because they assume he has some pull backstage, which to be fair, yeah, he does. And if anything, I think Tony Khan should be listening more to a Chris Jericho because he's probably saying, like, what's the plan after? He mm-hmm. came from the Fed. He knows how important long-term story is. He's like, what are we doing with these guys after? Yeah. Jericho's going to go work and get try to, his best to get guys over. Don't get it twisted, internet. Like he's, he's there to help young talent. Yeah, he's getting a paycheck. But he, is. he's a great guy to have there to do this. He's the guy to do it. I think it's going to be a super fun match. Uh, I'm going to go with Ricky getting the win uh, because the JAS isn't allowed at ringside. I still think someone's going to show up. That's usually just how wrestling works. Um, if it is just straight one-on-one, I want it to be clean. If Jericho is going to go over, I want it to be dirty as hell. But if Ricky's going over, I want it to be clean. Yep. So that's I'm looking forward to the match. I love Jericho matches. Uh, Ricky Starks. I, from the second his music hits, I'm already into it. I love his entrance. I love the song. I love the the motions in his entrance. And the guy's a hell of a wrestler. Fantastic wrestler. So this one could be, for me, could be a show stealer, depending on how long they go and uh, what the finish is. I think they give him a good 20 minutes, and I would ultimately say that Ricky Starks is going to go over. He has to. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, it's not up to Chris Jericho. It's up to booking and Ricky Starks to continue to push. So. Let's uh let's keep on moving here, pal. The AEW Women's Championship match is being defended in a triple threat. It is Ruby Soho versus Soraya versus AEW Women's Champion Jamie Hayter. And I'm I'm looking forward to this match. I thought Soraya's match on uh, Dynamite was it this past week or the week after? Anyway, uh wasn't that bad. It was nice to see her in there, I guess, in an enhancement match. And I thought she looked great. Ruby Soho, I just think, needs more reps on TV for us to get more invested in her. And I, I like that Jamie Hayter is not standing in the shadow of Britt Baker anymore. Britt's there and a supporting character, but I like the fact that the AW Women's Champion, who just doesn't happen to be Britt Baker, is, is getting her time in the sun. I think it's good for that division, and uh, I think it'll be a fun match. It's going to be a fine match. I want more love on Ruby Soho. You've got her over here. You've done nothing with her. Broken nose or not. Mm-hmm. Like, give her some time. She was such a big deal. It was such a huge, huge get. And the crowd loved it. Loved but nothing's it. happened with Ruby Soho. Nothing. No, she won that uh, that Battle Royal that got her a guaranteed title match. That match ended with Ruby losing. Then she was basically relegated to Rampage for a while, and then she's been hurt. So, yeah, it's been a tough go for her, as well as fans that want to invest in her and want to see her on Dynamite more and in matches and storylines. Because, yeah, when she debuted, 
it was a great reaction, uh, both from the fan side and her side. She was excited to be there, and she had a great, great match in that Royal Rumble or that Battle Royal to to win. The crowd was into it, but it's that oh, I'm go- I'm gonna say it again, and it's not a hate thing, but it's that sophomoric AEW rookie mistakes, in my opinion. It just is okay. We got this this wrestler that's got a great reaction. What do we do? Well, we got her. I know, but what's the fucking follow up? How do we keep that that heat on her so people are pumped to see her every single time? And it's just, yeah, it just bugs me about AEW sometimes. I, when when do we when do we start saying the growing pains are done? Because it's that's been too long now. This is maybe just the show it's going to be. Yeah, but I mean, if that's the case. I don't have a reason to invest in anybody. Right? Like or are you just in, or like I said, are you just investing in good wrestling matches? And, and dude, I can't argue on that because AW that is probably their their motto, invest in good wrestling matches, which I love a good wrestling match, but how good is a a, a good wrestling match? How much better is it if I care even more about the story going into it and the story going out? Look, unfortunately we have to compare everything right now to the bloodline storyline it whether it was long term or not I, I don't know if i don't know if we have to i i, I gotta i try to get that out of my head because yes i love that bloodline storyline but aw doesn't have that that scope they're never going to do something like that see i'm going to argue that because i think they do have that scope you don't necessarily need to have a a, a, a top tier talent like roman reigns you don't need to have nine months or 10 months to the build. You, you can break it down to just what's the story and how do we get to that ending? And here's the timeline. And then just build on it every week or every other week. But not more than that. You can't skip too long or people just don't give a shit. And that's the one thing that that Bloodline storyline did not do is skip a week. Even if Roman was only there 15, 20% of the time, you are still looking in to see what are Sami Zayn and the Usos doing? What's going to happen next? What will Roman think of whatever happens? And it worked. It worked. And I think you can just take the basis, the foundation of how to build a story and apply that to every story on your TV show. And there you go. I, I, I'm not saying it's simple, but it's that simple. And WWE's uh, fault for it as well they're not doing that with every storyline on their tv show either there's a lot of filler on those shows especially raw but you you've, you've proven in the pro wrestling world it can be done the bucks and kenny pro- proved it in japan many times over even at the beginning of AEW, there was some decent long-term story when it came to those elite guys and then things fell apart and i don't think they've ever really gained traction from that I th- yeah, but I think they they care about obviously the quick internet buzz and the the five star match. There's a crowd they're pulling in, and it's it is the internet mark. You're you're not wrong. Let's let's be a hundred percent honest here, Mike. When you when any of us watch AW Dynamite, is that crowd quiet? Is that crowd bored? Is that crowd going piss break? I'm not investing in any of these matches. No, they are on their feet for every match. They are loving everything that they see whether there's a long-term storyline, short-term, or even nothing. It's just a match that was announced the week before, which is a lot of AEW. People love it. I love it. That match this past week between Orange Cassidy and Big Bill 
I was like, damn, that could have been on the pay-per-view. And if they if they did something with Big Bill, there's your main event guy. There's your next world champion. But that's just me looking ahead. That's just how much I enjoyed it. There was no build to that. There was, you know, a little schmoz last week that led to this match, but that was it. So you're you're 100% right. It's just watch our show and have fun. And I will never argue with that ever. They have a lot of talent. And I just, I don't know unless they start doing more t- to darker elevation or to get more eyes on social media or that space, but you got too much talent, not on TV. So to tell stories with them comes off quick. Like rampage seems very much so like the B show it is. It's not pushing anything further. Like you make it sound like a bad thing when it's on rampage. Like, it's not your fault. It's just the way the show has mm-hmm. been built. At, like Punk came back, started that show, and then that show, show you didn't want to be on was not Dynamite. Yeah, and unfortunately, but with, what with do you ratings. do? You you have to add an hour. Maybe WWE's onto something then. Mm-hmm. We hate how long it is, but you could get more done. Uh, and I mean, they have the they have so much money behind that's like if it be talk shows on the network their social media presence all of that is just so much stronger is keeping yeah. you in it every and you're just not with AEW the two hour show works perfectly it just does Dynamite's fun for two hours Smackdown fun for two hours one hour and they cram a lot into that one hour is fine but let's be honest here folks it's uh, a fancy version of WWF superstars. It's an enhancement show. Nothing major is happening. And if they do a title switch, it's the all Atlantic championship. Uh, oh, I don't know if a lot of TV championships or the TBS, whatever it may be, TNT. And if it is not a lot of people are seeing it, they're just seeing it on social media later. That the ratings are what they are. It's not good for rampage. It was your disappointment of the year last year, Mike. It's, Something's got to be done to either pump up that hour to get it to being must-watch TV like Dynamite is, or you've got to change the format of that show. And I don't think they're changing the format of that show, so it's 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 tough. But let's getting back to the main topic at hand here, brother. Um, that women's championship match I think will be a very good match. I I think Jamie Hayter retains, but I also think that. Sarai's getting a lot of shit online right now. A lot. Yep. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Tony's like, put the title on her. Let's run with that heel champion for now. I, I yeah. I think everyone a good title run. Make like you said, make the title mean something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find I, the feud that's gonna be right. Like it, it sucks about the trios titles because we we said like that'll be a pretty quick turnover. But maybe this will help invest into real longer term stuff. I think it, it sucks because I think AEW is missing the mark with one person. I think it's Eddie Kingston. I think there's been one constant is the guy who hates his job so much. You're talking to so me or people. Eddie Kingston? Well, I mean, it's <laughs> both of us, really. But I think that's stuff where it's really building and ramping up. Well, you've been saying it. Eddie is going to get that shot. I think Eddie's the one that beats MJF for the world championship. If not this year, at this time next year, at next year's revolution. If they were smart, in my opinion, haven't beat him on Dynamite. More people will see it. But I think he's the guy. Quick pause from the the the, the pay-per-view talk. 
after Dynamite, because Eddie Kingston was in that uh, that Battle Royal ladder match. Sorry, the ladder match last night. Didn't he doesn't want to climb any ladder. <laughs> yeah. um, he got removed from the match pretty quickly with him and Ortiz just getting separated. And I don't think we saw Eddie again. After the show, the AEW Twitter account and Instagram and all that fun stuff does like a normal backstage interview with their, their interview girl. You know, how do you feel about, you know, being separated and pulled out of the match? Eddie Kingston just looks at the camera and says, I quit AEW and walks out the door. And I fucking yeah, love I mean, it. Dude, I love it because I have no idea what's going on. It's work. But he's tweeting out things now like, you know, independent contractor. He's retweeting other promotions, any promotions, New Japan, Noah. I'm so, so curious to see where this is going. As long as it leads to something where I can watch Eddie Kingston on my TV. I don't want to follow this on social media. I just don't. I need things to happen on TV because I think Eddie Kingston right now in AEW is the perfect underdog baby face that that company needs to Agreed. have a, a Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston moment. I mean, they're playing this so smart. Yeah. Like, I mean, MJF got over with similar. Mm-hmm. Fire me, you fucking Mark. Like almost had him go full blown baby face. And we thank God up. they found thank God they found a way out of it. But Eddie Kingston is going to be the hottest baby face going. I agree with you. But the guy is nowhere to be found on a big show. I don't think we see him this week on the pay-per-view. Um, no, definitely not. No. I I if he goes away, storyline reasons why, perfect, great. Bring him back, put him under a hood or something like that. Like, I don't know, have him attack somebody eventually. Or at some point, I think a, a group like the Blackpool Combat Club needs to call out Eddie Kingston and be like, we need you back. Something needs to happen where we need to go to the most violent guy in AEW and calling Eddie Kingston back. We need you back to defeat whatever this evil is. He hates Claudio. Yeah, true. Fuck. That's a good he call. I forgot about that. Like he he just he's no. got to stand alone. I, I'm okay with that, but let's be honest. Claudio, enjoy your Ring of Honor YouTube show. You can go there for a while. He's there's another guy that oh, we got him. What are we gonna do? I don't fucking know. But anyway, uh I think that somebody needs to call Eddie Kingston back to save the day, to save the world, to save AEW and that world championship. And I Could and I more. hope that it happens. <laughs> Tony Khan stuck, like he said, I quit AEW and he said after he's like, stay tuned to pro wrestling. Right? I mean, like, yeah, he, but like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they're very much so involved with letting Eddie do this. Like, go going to work Jay's last match in New Japan. Like, mm-hmm. he, there was like, get him everywhere. Let's get Eddie Kingston everywhere. Tony's always been great at this. Let him go work these promotions. I think the only time it's going to slow down is bigger names because they're going to take the show on the road. Yeah. And they're going to do house shows. So that. That'd be a big conflict for some, but when it's building story, like, yes, Eddie, go work there. Yes, Eddie, go work there. I, it's uh, just getting him more fucking fuel. Right. Mike, if this is just popping in my head as we're talking here, have him go work a bunch of places, but then almost find a home in New Japan. And then Forbidden Doors come in this summer. Have Eddie fight on the New Japan side, but then also see the chaos that's happening with MJF and that world title. And that sparks like 
motherfucker. That was supposed to be my title. I'm the guy. I should be that guy. Not you. You're a piece of shit. And then keep building from there. That's just, I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be fun. I I mean, New Japan's going to want some talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. It's not a bad person to have. But I just don't think Eddie's going to get over to that Gaijin level is like Kenny or, or Will or Jay the Bucks like I, I he's good but I just don't think the Japanese audience is going to eat him up he, he'll be in matches with uh, uh, Ishii uh, the Stone Pitbull he'll be in there with Minoru Suzuki he'll do strong style type things I think it'll work well for that genre that the fans that that certain amount of fans love but I don't you're right I don't think he's on a Okada type level or, or Tanahashi. yeah he's not wrestling Tanahashi yeah like they're <laughs> top guys but that's uh, getting away from this card but it sucks Eddie's not on there because mm-hmm. that storytelling that could help this show agreed maybe he'll agreed. be out there back in his girl Ruby Soho I'd like to see it but they've definitely gone Get away from on the that card. too yeah uh, let's let's right, keep that's moving. Irrelevant. <laughs> let's keep moving on the AEW TNT Championship. Another match. I'm very excited. I'm excited for a lot of these matches. I'm just going to say it at the beginning of every match, but I am very excited for Samoa Joe, the TNT champion against Wardlow. Uh, I think it's time to hit the gas pedal on Wardlow again. I think it's time to get the title back to him. I think Samoa Joe, which I love watching Samoa Joe on my TV every week. We have to be careful with. He's pretty injury prone and and he's had concussion issues before. He doesn't need to be wrestling every week. I think the TNT champion, the TV champion, should be wrestling on TV twice a week or twice a month, defending that title. And I think Wardlow's the guy. Let, let's let's light up Wardlow. Yeah, again. I think we, it light, light up Wardlow and let's get Bill and him together. Let's Hobbs and him. There's some bigger guys who are able to go against Wardlow. I'm right, Joe. Get back to Ring of Honor stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to ROH stuff. We need we need Warlow to be a legit star. I mean, he was on that path, and then you're right. The heat him up, cool him down, heat him up, cool him down. But let's keep Warlow. He's Goldberg over. There was I a moment there where mm-hmm. he was he was that hot. So we need to do that again. But I think these guys really have to have the battle. I think Wardlow's got to come out and really. You got to work now, man. I agree. You're not I just think... going to hit him with a few power bombs and call it a day. Like you're going to have to work, and Joe's going to make you work. For sure. I think if this was five years ago and Samoa Joe was in AEW, and I think it's a different story. I think Samoa Joe is one of your top main event guys, but unfortunately it, it's now he's got, you know, he's in his mid forties. I believe he's had some, some injuries that have taken him out quite a bit uh, when he was in WWE and on the main roster. So I think they protect Joe and I think they have a lighter schedule with Joe. So I think the ring of honor schedule probably works best. Um, I love watching him on TV, but that's just what I think. I think it's time for, like you said, Wardlow to be on TV every week defending that title and having great wrestling matches that are more than just six power bombs and then that's it. Uh, so yep. I, I'm going with Wardlow in this one. I'm also going with Wardlow in this one. The Texas Death Match. Ugh, for fuck's sakes. Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley. I loved both promos from both guys last night. I did. I like both these guys. I love both just, these it's, guys. It, it's it's just too much been there, done that. People yeah. are still stoked on this. Hangman, the way better worker. Sorry, John. Love you. Think you're a great, great pro wrestler. But Hangman just more exciting. I'm I'm not he gonna is. jump. I'm not gonna jump into the John Moxley bleeds too much for every match. I'm not gonna jump into that. He does. 
he does. does. I'm not going to jump into that though. But Mike, think about that promo last night. If he had done that, but he didn't bleed every week and every month. Think about how like it would have been the talk of wrestling if that was the promo he cut and we hadn't seen him bleed in over a year. I love the promo. I love every word he said in that promo. He's sitting on the stairway, bleeding, blood dripping down onto the floor. That was a fucking badass promo. But man, does it ever hurt that I've pretty much seen him cut promos like that before, just covered in blood. Really, really like, just like, fuck, it could have meant so much more. And it could have, but I think if you want to do booking moving forward, here's another option we have. Um, Blackpool Combat Club, obviously a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Willie Uta and Claudio could be there to support. Why not have the Bucks finally come out and help out? Hang that out, Paige. I think this is uh, it. Dude. Yeah. I think get him back it. in the elite. Yeah. But you do need to add someone then to to the Blackpool, and you're right. That faction's kind of like besides Wheeler, the young gun. Looks like a lot of ex WWE guys. <laughs> yeah. So, like, not a bad chance for Punk to join that stable. Or Miro. Miro. Or fucking Miro. You're right. (laughs) Get him out of catering. But I think there's good potential there for some long-term stuff. Like, if the Bucks lose earlier in the night, which I'm expecting them to, which is House of Black. Yep. Why not get out there and help them? Mike, here's how how it should go down. I'm going to book it right now. Before the match, we've seen Blackpool Combat Club saying, hey, John, if anything goes down, we got your back. We go to the other side of the arena in another dressing room. We see Hangman Adam Page with the Dark Order. Dark Order says, don't worry, man, we got your back. At some point, those teams are kind of bickering in the background or in the backstage. We've got a split screen. We lose the split screen for a second. All of a sudden, the Dark Order is knocked out ever, and Blackpool Combat Club is coming out to help John Moxley. Then we get the Elite coming out to help Hangman Adam Page with the assumption that the Blackpool Combat Club took out the Dark Order. But in reality, it was the elite that took out the back order. And then you've got almost oh, three, great. Teams, three teams fight each other. Mike, I just booked it. It's great booking. That's great booking. Thank you. Thank that's you. not how that's going to happen. I know, but I booked it way better than they did. <laughs> I, 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 you're not wrong. But I'm in this match. Who do you got? Who do you got ending this between <sighs> Hangman and Page and John Moxley? Man, it, it's tough because anytime I think oh, Mox is going away now, Going to go do his rest up a little bit. They proved me wrong and Mox wins and this, this, and that. Uh, so I'm just booking by the storyline. I think Hangman needs this win. I think he needs the clean win. I think he needs. we need to elevate Hangman to that next level again. And I think going over clean on John Moxley in a Texas death match where I'm just going to say it, they're probably going to have a bed of barbed wire again. Someone will land in it and everyone will go ooh and ah and yada 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 but i'm thinking hangman will win this match the texas death match in the cleanest texas death match way possible i agree i think hangman is going over i'm with you there he needs to love it absolutely love it the aew tag team championship four-way match we've got the champions the guns Versus the acclaimed versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. That's J E double F. Double T. That's double J. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. We saw hey! Danhausen Dan and Orange Cassidy added last night in that battle royal. 
which was a lot of fun. Mike, I think this one will be the perfect mixture of new school, super fast wrestling and old school. Let's slow it down. Let's let's build that fucking heat to build that comeback and get the win. Who do you have here? I'm interested to hear who you have. I think the acclaimed get the titles back. I think that in my just shitty wrestler opinion, I think that Tony realized he made a mistake taking the titles off the acclaimed because they were still very over, still getting chants and singing along. And they put it on the guns who sure people hate them, but I don't think they hate them in the way that we want to see them get their ass kicked and lose the titles. We just right now, we just don't want to see them on the TV because I don't think we've seen them enough on our TV to properly hate, if that makes sense. I I like, like, I know fan favorites, the acclaimed. They're, they're love. Mm-hmm. I said they shouldn't have got the titles when they did, to begin with. I think that I, the, the booking here should be that Daddy Ass turns, goes back with his kids, fucks over the acclaimed. That would be great. Just putting more heat on the gun club. Let's get them over, if that's your goal here. I mean, would I also love it if Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal had it? Because people don't want that. And I love I love when there's heat built that way. I think those I guys know have... it's not going to be orange and Dan. Dan Housen's my boy. I love that he's getting pay-per-view money. Trust me. I'm all aboard. But they ain't winning. <laughs> they ain't winning. Do you think they were putting this match to take the loss? So none of those other teams lose their heat? Uh, no, I think they were put in there because... Um, this thing they knew it was going to have when Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett got in first. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, the best friends are loved. So having some version of them in there, and it's the two biggest guys in the best friend. That's a good call. Very good call. But uh, but I would say this match still focuses between the acclaimed and the gun club, and I think Daddy Ass turning and and going back with his kids is the way to go. Gun club retain. Wow. They don't have locking it in. The gun club's going to retain. I like it. I like it a lot. That takes us to our main event, Mike. We touched on it at the beginning of the show. It is the one-hour Ironman match for the AEW World Championship. Uh, Brian Danielson, the challenger, versus the AEW World Champion, MJF. And like we said before, the build-up to this um, has probably been the you know, the, the best wrestling build-up that we've seen in a while in AEW because of the fact that yep. MJF is on TV every week. Uh, he's even had a match, which is you know, TV match is pretty rare for MJF, um, but he's been on every, TV every week, whether it's on the stage or in the ring, cutting promos, talking shit. And we ha- we can't even say that about Brian Danielson. There's been weeks that he's missed, but I think that's good. Because... Yo, Danielson also went through the gauntlet like he had to wrestle. Yeah, th- that's my one nitpick about this storyline is they announced the Iron Man match before the gauntlet even started. I would have liked it to like, we're going to have a match. You're going to go through the gauntlet. All right, if I get through that gauntlet, I pick the stipulation and then announce it at the end because as soon as they announce that Iron Man match, sorry guys, you gotta it's gonna happen. We just know Brian Dennis is not losing. I mean, sure, let's be honest. There's a good chance Brian Dennison wasn't losing any of that gauntlet anyway, regardless. But no, oh no. If you're gonna do that, you gotta, you know, put in that little bit of hope that or you know, sense of uh maybe he doesn't get it. And with MJF storylines, we've seen the gauntlet two or three times now. So I was like, oh, here we go again. 
Well, he already announced the stipulation right off the bat, and I was just like, well, I know we know what's happening at the paper. You can't announce that and not have it. So that was my my only real issue with the storyline build. I'm very excited for this match. I have no doubt in my mind at all that MJF can hang for an hour. I'm curious about what the I, score I, will I'm be. kind of worried about that. Do you? I do. Really? Yeah, I do. I do. It's a tough match to do right. We all know it. Yeah. 20 minutes? Yeah, that's fine. Danielson's the guy who's... He could keep the speed up. I hope MJF's got it in the tank. Because I think this match could be very special. Danielson with the great go-home promo. Real, real strong. Like, really shifted the tides. I think that's good. Gets people thinking, like, Danielson will do it. I don't think he will. I think you're keeping the strap on MJF. I agree. My pick is MJF to retain. Um, I just don't know how they're going to play out with the falls in the match. Um, do we do the old, which we've seen in more modern day, you know, uh, Iron Man matches where MJF will take a loss with a DQ by beating a guy down with a chair, but then he beats him down enough where he can get to one or two falls on him. You know, I kind of hope we don't yeah. see that at least not right off the bat. If you do that mid match or later on, I'm okay with a, a twist like that, but I don't want to see that right off the bat. So I'm very curious to see how this plays out, how many falls are had. I don't want to see zero falls going into an overtime. I just don't. Um, I'm curious about how this match plays out. I'm also excited. I think MJF will play up to the fact that near the end, he's gassed. He's got nothing left in the tank, and then he turns it on, on the Jets, and then it's go time. I, I, You know what? That's great building on the match. I don't know what to expect. I just, MJF is still young. Danielson's vet. It's going to be interesting to see, but I, I still ultimately have MJF retaining. I don't know how. I don't know if it's clean. But unless you bring the pinnacle back, good way to get FTR back in the mix. That was going to be my follow-up here. We've made our picks on the main event. We're excited for the whole show. Do we see any debuts? Do we see any returns or formings of factions in this pay-per-view, Mike? I mean, if you do, you have Punk come back and he can make good after on the media scrum. Like, <laughs> if you want to steal a headline come back, Mania, sure, absolutely. Which you should start thinking. They, but um, I don't, I don't know. I think this show could just be that that exactly just this show. Which I think is what they've been trying to do the last, you know, maybe even year is we shouldn't rely on all these surprises anymore. Let's rely on the guys we got with the with the the programs we have and the matches we have. And that's what will get people talking about it because they lost a lot of that, you know, at, at Brawl Out at the, you know, so you're right. You're right. It's I, I don't think we see any returns or anything big. No debuts. In my opinion, if they were smart. If there is, I believe there is a forbidden door set for June or July. Plant a seed now. Make it a big seed. Have Will Osprey show up. Oh, well, then oh. you got to have him involved with Kenny. I'm okay with that. How though? House of Black, it's, it's a whole different world. Well, Kenny is the United States champion for New Japan. There's a reason for a New Japan guy to be there, in my opinion. So, uh, but there I don't is, think but like, not to help House of Black. No, true. You're You're right. Uh, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, I don't think we see any returns or surprises, but I would. Uh, if we I'd do, it's it. a small percentage. I'm saying CM Punk. Small percentage. Nice. Five percent chance. Mike, it's uh, been a fun show. It's been great. We're both looking forward to AEW Revolution. 
We will be following up next week on uh, a review of that show and anything else that we've seen. Uh, but let's not forget, dudes, it's also WrestleMania season. And mm. it, it's it's my favorite time of year. It's the best. Uh, so the other night you probably saw on our Instagram feed uh, at In My House Pod, I threw it out there, what manias are you watching? And we got a lot of great responses. Um, and then I said, I text apparently with Mike. Mike, I got to work tonight. What should I watch? He threw out WrestleMania 9. Not a good it's terrible, time. but it's fun. <laughs> it's it, it, it's one of the worst, but it, still entertaining. I, I Jim love Ross the and Atoka. Yeah, Jim Ross and Jim Ross and Atoka. Dude, uh, that Bob, opener is great. Both, Bobby it's Heenan. a great wrestling match. Yeah, and I'm a Shawn Michaels guy. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. But when I was a kid, I also loved uh, Tatanka. And I was like, "Ooh, how's this going to go?" And it went how it how it went. But um, send us <laughs> what you know. Send us what you're watching, or. Just say, hey, watch this one. Here's my thing, though. For me personally, for Scotty Villa, uh, don't tell me to watch WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania 9, or WrestleMania 32. It's either already been done or I'm doing it again. So I don't need those ones. Anything else is on the table. You did watch one recently, hey? I went, I'm yeah. like you. I do like to go through them all. I think if I'm going to be watching one, I'm probably... Maybe I'll just go WrestleMania three just because of the spectacle, like the WrestleMania, in my opinion, is WrestleMania three. I'm going to be going back to watch that for sure. Um, but I've kind of laid off of um, the late Attitude Era, early Ruthless Aggression pay-per-view or WrestleManias in the last few oh, years. So you're not watching WrestleMania 17? That's the thing. Uh, I was talking to Evan from Caravan, Caravan Curian Collectibles here in Regina. He said, dude, I watch 18 all the time. And I'm like, man, I haven't. I've watched the Hogan and Rock match every year because it's usually on the network stream uh, channel. Yeah, 18's good. But I haven't really gone back and watched the whole pay-per-view. So I think starting up here, I'm going to start going uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21 is probably what it is. But uh, yeah, if you hear this show and if you're listening, you're hearing it, send me one and I'll watch it. I'll have it on the background. I'll watch it. And Hell, I'll watch it. Yeah, we'll both watch it. And for you, the listener, go watch WrestleMania 32. Go watch WrestleMania 32. Do it. Uh, follow us on the woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Follow us on the Instagram at In My House Pod. Same with the Twitter. You'll find us there. That's where the show is posted. We're on Spotify. That's where most of you are listening. But if for some reason you're not, we're on Spotify. Find us there. Also, Amazon Music. Find us there. We're still working out the Apple stuff, but we're going to get there too. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for uh, listening to this show and the feedback. We love the feedback. We're running out of time now, but I'm definitely going to be reading off some of the messages that you guys have said, some of the WrestleManias that you want us to watch. And uh, we're, we love the interaction. If you need to email us because you don't have the socials, at in my, or in my house wrestling at gmail.com. That gets to both of us as well. Uh, we love the feedback. So thank you so much for investing with us in this show. Uh, the more you do that, the more bigger and more fun you can have. Hell of a show. Thanks to all the fans. We're going to check out now. Watch AEW Revolution. Hit this space up next week. We've got a new pod to review that show. For Paralegal Mike, I am Scotty Villa. This has been the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Wowie!